Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is Rashawn Evans, and you're listening to the No Nonsense Podcast. Welcome to No Nonsense, a Tennessee Titans podcast, your place to go for on-demand Titans coverage that is 100% free of all the nonsense that is so common to sports talk these days. I'm Luke Worsham, joined by the other two hosts of No Nonsense, Matthias Wadner, Will Lomas. You can follow our show on Twitter and Facebook at No Nonsense Pod. Last week, we announced the launch of No Nonsense Pod gear. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, hats galore. You can get your hands on any of that for 15% off for the next few days by going to shop.spreadshirt.com slash no nonsense pod. Guys, it is Ryan Tannehill ranking day on the No Nonsense Podcast. My favorite type of episode because all we do is talk good about our players and talk crap about all the other players. (laughs) It really does devolve into that. Yeah, it's it's good to have it the other way around for once instead of being told that the Titans players aren't good by 90% of the national media. Well, we're going to get to some of that too in the uh, stop the nonsense segment. So, so hold tight if you want to if you if you're waiting for us to discuss uh, Titans players being barraged upon. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the show for easier and faster access to all of our new episodes. A lot of times they will come out to subscribers, sometimes even a full day before we actually post them on social media. So, if you want them quicker, if you want them faster, if you want them easier, be sure to subscribe. Before we get to the Tannehill rankings and um, and, and stop the nonsense, I do have a, a few topics I'd like us to talk about first. Uh, I, I want to start with this. It was announced, or reported rather, on uh, Thursday that the onside kick rule, which had been proposed to the NFL Competition Committee, was not passed. The rule being that instead of an onside kick, you can have a 4th and 15th like your own 25, and if you convert, you just go from there. And if you don't convert, then you you know, turn over on downs de facto. Um, and I tweeted this earlier today. Dumb. Like, that is a dumb rule, right? Like, are we all in agreement on that? That that was, like, dumb to even have been considered? Uh, I don't know, man. I think it would have been kind of like fun. <laughs> like... I mean, why don't why don't we make touchdowns worth seven points and the extra points the eighth? Like, why are we messing with what football has always been? Well, I don't know. I do think they are trying to change football a little bit too much, uh, especially. I, I know that they changed the kickoffs because of concussions, 
um, and that was probably a logical move. But I thought that that took away a lot from football. This I don't I don't think so. Just because onside kicks are, are a joke. They what is I don't know what the percentage is of actually getting them. Uh, and I know it's supposed to be difficult to get them because technically you're supposed to be giving the ball to the other team. But I just think this would have made it a little bit more fun and it would have made games more interesting, especially the, those blowouts where you're down several scores. Uh, although I think they said they were going to put a cap on how many times you could do this in a game, like two times in a game. So I don't know if it really would have changed all that much. Uh, yeah, so... You asked for the percentage. I actually do have it. Uh, ah. Michael Lopez at Stats by Lopez tweeted this, and I saw it earlier. Um, mm-hmm. There's uh, he has a note here that says there's a penalty on 18 percent of onside kicks, which is by far the highest. So it's a very inefficient play from that standpoint, anyway. Um, also, teams attempting attempting an offside or, sorry onsides kick have won about two percent of the time since 2003. In the last two years, teams are 0 and 104 when attempting an expected onside kick. <laughs> so, See, so from that, that point of view, that here's an idea. Just don't get behind. Do what? Why are we catering to teams that get behind? It's just a, it's, it's, it's like a ratings thing. You know, you want yeah. people to be I mean, tuned into the why, why do we? Football's going to have rate. No, no one has ever. I mean, it's like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm going to make a baseball comparison. Sorry, right. Will. Um, you know, the DH argument. I, I admittedly am, pr- am pro no designated hitter in baseball, but I heard a good argument. And my thing is, I like to watch uh, the managers figure it out and manipulate pitching and all that. And I saw someone say, who has ever been like, what am I going to watch? Like, I'm really digging some bullpen management in the seventh inning. Let's watch some baseball. And no one at the same right has all ever been like, well, that's AL. I'm not going to get to watch the bullpen management in the seventh <laughs> inning. And and so I think the same thing is true with football. Like, they're, okay, they're going for ratings. I think they have done that with the increased offensive football, right, made it tougher on the defenses. And you've, now you've got your Patrick Mahomeses of the world, uh, uh, you, you've got who's the Lamar Jacksons of the world, right? So you've got that. You've got your young stars. No one is going to turn on a football game or be more likely to because, well, if such and such team gets behind late in the fourth quarter, they might just do that new. No, it's stop. Okay, so I, I want to jump in here because earlier you talked about, you know, why are we catering to the people that are behind? But that's that's the entire principle yeah. of the NFL draft is bad team. You know, it's parity. It's finding okay. But there's a di- there's a difference between parity and catering to yeah, the but... bad. Parity affects everyone. Right, but if they're bad, they're not going to convert a fourth and fifteen. Like, I mean, I... <laughs> I, I, now, like, I, now that you said that, I'm thinking like. Could Zach yeah. Mettenberger and like the Dexter McCluster crew <laughs> could, have, could gotten fourth and have gotten fourth and fifteen with the Jaguars last year? No. Well, with Mettenberger, someone would have like busted a kid. Fourth and fifteen is incredibly tough to to achieve. Yeah. So like, except that, if you're playing against the Titans, that would be correct. Easy. Unless you can find Bleedy Ray Wilson in coverage, and then you are solid. Um, but it's it's one of those things where I 
don't want to see onside kicks ever again because they don't work. They're not fun to watch. Like, I get no one. Oh, I think it's fun to watch Ryan Suckup roll that ball right down the middle and watch the other team scoop it up. That's loads of Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, I would would much rather watch, you know, Tannehill when they're down, you know, 32 to 40 and they just scored. I'd love to see him go out and throw a pass to Adam Humphreys, you know, down the middle and see if he can split the city. Like, that sounds so much more fun and interesting to me. And it's actual football. It's the players that matter. Like, it, I don't know who's feeling this is going to hurt, and I'm sorry about it, but special teams does not matter, or at the very least, it shouldn't matter. It, it, it's a wow. mini-game for the starters to rest. Like, that, that is, you know, I, I hate it if I'm making you sad, but that just is what it is. Like... You know that's why those guys don't get paid a lot. That's why they're so easy to rotate in and out with young guys. That's why you know Cordero Patterson is probably going to be a Hall of Famer. Well, I mean, sorry, he probably won't be a Hall of Famer, but his numbers indicate that he's almost every bit as important as Devin Hester. Cordero Cordero Patterson should not be. Well, no, no, no. Sorry, like when you look at his numbers, like he is to uh, kick returns what Devin Hester was to uh, punt returns, like those dynamic, big, explosive, record-setting plays consistently for, you know, the better part of a decade. Like, but... Yeah, but, okay. But I, and it's funny, though, because I do think Devin Hester should be a but Hall But you of think Famer. that because he was on a good but, team. But I feel like... like I, I, I feel like... Yeah. We're getting on a tangent yeah. <laughs> here, but I feel like Cordero... I feel like Cordero Patterson has never... Um, like had the hype that Devin Hester had. Like it was like, can't kick it to Devin Hester. Might as well just kick it out of bounds and let him take it at the forty. Whereas with Cordero Patterson, it's like, ah, maybe you know. Yeah, but I think some of that uh, comes from the fact that the Bears scored like seven points a game in Hester's like heyday. Like they had a terrible offense and one of the best defenses in history. So it's like, okay, we're gonna see him catch about fifteen punts, or they'll kick it away from him. Like it. I think that helps this case. But, I mean, I'll say this and then I'll move on. But does it feel fair for a team like the Titans to rely so much on, you know, the kicking game after Stuckup got hurt and you got teams that, like, you know, where you have games where you lose because your kicker makes, you know, one of four field goal attempts or, you know, all that stuff. Like, it feels like a game shouldn't come down to that. And I know there's so many big moments that do come down to that. But – I don't know. Like we're at the point now where I can see a delineation between what the main game of football is and this other product that's also on the field sometimes. And I just prefer to watch football. So if I can get more football, I'll do that. Well, if we're going to take away the kicking game completely, then we can't call football anymore. What is the point? Think of a new think of a new word for the sport because if the foot has nothing to do with it, then we're gonna have to come up with something else. Leather ball. Leather ball. Pig, uh, pig ball. Skin. Sounds skin. like tetherball. Pigskin, yeah. <laughs> the, the the NPL, the National Pigskin. Not to be confused with Nashville Public Library. Yes, of course. Yeah, that's what I was gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, <laughs> we're, we're going to move on from the dad jokes and move on to our next topic, which is Taylor Lewan, who addressed the media on Thursday afternoon via Zoom, and he was asked about leadership 
and and Lawan started talking about how he doesn't feel like he's taken enough of a leadership role during his career. He's kind of shied away from it because he maybe didn't feel like he had the license. Uh, but he kind of said, you know, it's year seven for him. He's running out of time. He he's he's got a great personality, and and he said. That is something I want to do this year. I want to be a leader within that locker room. If anybody needs help, I'm the guy they they can come to because I want to help and I want to be that leader. So, two things on that, guys. Number one, just kind of general thoughts on on Lawan and saying that. Uh, And then number two, do you think this has anything to do with the fact that the Titans have lost so many leaders and maybe that was a wake-up call to him because there's no more Delaney Walker, Darrell Casey, Cameron Wake, Wesley Woodyard? I feel like I've heard this from him before. I feel like it's happened the past two off-seasons. <laughs> and then, like, week one will come around and either he's not there or he's committing penalties and we're just like, oh, well, it's the same old Taylor Lewand. So, I don't know. I... I hope it's true. I hope maybe he will have matured a little more. Uh, I don't think it's a big deal. I mean, he was he's still at a Pro Bowl level. And, you know, his locker room presence is still as big as ever. Uh, I don't know what else he could do to make it better. Uh, I don't know what else he could do within the locker room because I'm not in there. I don't really know. But it would be good if he, you know, takes that mantle with, with so many of the older older Titans uh uh, going away or, or us parting ways with them. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I like Taylor Lewan with an edge. Like, I like I, I like Taylor Lewan playing on the borderline. Like, I, that's that's just where I enjoy watching him the most. Like, you need guys like that. And I think penalties are, especially offensive line penalties like he gets, are more on the officiating crew than on the player. Like, if you, I mean, you can watch around the league, and people do the stuff he does all the time. Like they'll hook face masks, they'll you know they'll go hands to the face, and like that just happens. Like that just is what offensive linemen have to do a lot of the time. And because Lawan's got Lawan on the back of his jersey instead of Joe Thomas or you know any of these other guys, like he doesn't get called for, or he gets called for it where they wouldn't. And I don't know if that's a bias or what, but for whatever reason, it does seem to happen to him more. So, you know, I, I don't what I don't want is for the emotional lead because whether he says it or not, he has been an emotional leader on that offensive line since he got to the team. I mean, he just has that kind of energy. So I, I would hate to take that part of him and try to reduce it because I think it throws him off his game. I think it makes him think too much. I think it's just – I think his worst season in the NFL was when Ken Wisenhut tried to make him that guy. So, you know, I think we've seen this experiment fail before. And I what I think happened is I think because their podcast is so big and they're getting such a presence outside of the team that Mike Vrabel has talked to him and said, like, look, like, if you're going to do all this, you need to be a leader in the locker room. And I, I, I don't – have any take on that like whether that's the right decision or not but all i know is i like taylor one as the guy who tries to take richard sherman's head off and then who sits 30 yards away like and makes a big spectacle about how he's not in a fight later like that that's that's the guy i enjoy watching play the most 
Yeah, I'll say two things. Matias, I think you kind of nailed it on, like, maybe this idea that we talk about leadership too much. It's almost a cliche. It's like, you know, every player all the time, you know, what kind of leadership traits do you have? How can you come in and be a leader? At a certain point, it's like, dude, who cares? Like, leadership and culture are not the same thing. Like, I'm all on board with you have to have a good culture. But, like, I think leadership, okay, you know, what does that really mean? Like, you just do your work well? Okay. Um, but, you know, I think, Will, you made a good point that Taylor Lewan is going from being a famous guy who people know for Titans fans to maybe being a guy, especially with the Barstool Sports and, and the podcast connection, that people know across the NFL, and, and he's becoming a brand in a way. Maybe not like celebrity status like a, a Tom Brady, a Cam Newton, but, he's, but he is becoming a brand. Maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know, but well, I, I think it is nice. He's getting older, and granted, I do kind of agree. Like, what wasn't he doing before? Uh, but you know, if this means less penalties, then then good for him. Um, I, that's all I had to talk about before we get to Tannehill rankings. Any anything pressing on on y'all's mind? Nope, just thinking about what quarterbacks I'm going to eviscerate. Yeah, I, all I can think about is the one or two <laughs> quarterbacks that I'll have above Tannehill, but we'll get to it. Zero. Okay, let, let's just do it. So here's how this works. So we're going to go through all 32 teams. Some teams, like maybe the Bears, we might do two quarterbacks. Um, but we're going to go through all 32 teams. I've got the list sitting in front of me. And we're going to ask, is Ryan Tannehill... Better than, equal to, or not as good as that team's starting quarterback. You guys ready? Let's do it. We're going to start at uh, the first team on my list, which is the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott is Ryan Tannehill as good as, better than, or not as good as Dakota Prescott. This, wow, threw me off with that name. But... (laughs) Uh, this might be controversial. I think he is equal to Dak Prescott. Yeah, that's what I had to. Oh, okay. Thought it was controversial. Never mind. Yeah, I'm kind of there too. Uh, because I think that Ryan Tannehill, like, obviously what we saw from Ryan Tannehill last year, I don't think is going to quite repeat itself because he was, I mean, his numbers were out of this world last year. Um, I think. Dak's best is probably along what we'll see from Tannehill. Because Dak's a good quarterback. He's won a lot of games. Yeah. and Tannehill has, Tannehill has a better arm than Dak, though. I do. Yeah, I think he does. Dak is a little more mobile. Uh, I think Tannehill's a little more accurate. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know, Dak threw for 4,900 yards last year. It's just every time I see that, it, it absolutely blows my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't think he has an arm to push it downfield, though. That's my thing about Dak. Every time I see him throw, and I want to watch him in person. I haven't gotten to do that yet because he's never played here. But I want to watch him throw because I've, every time on the TV, I'm like, it doesn't look like there's very much mustard on that at all. Um, so, so Dak Prescott, we're going to go with uh, – we're going to put him in the uh, equal to list. 
Up next, Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Carson Wentz. I'm going to chime in first and say Tannehill is better than Carson Wentz, one of the more overrated players in the NFL. I don't have as much animosity towards Wentz as Luke does. I think he's still pretty good. Uh, but, I'm, man, I'm going to say equal, equal to. Equal. Yeah, I'll say equal to as well. Um, this one's kind of difficult, though, because it wouldn't shock me if Carson Wentz had Mariota's career arc, where he shows a lot of promise in one season. Now, granted, Wentz showed more potential than Mariota did when when he had his MVP season or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then also, like, gets banged up and hurt and, like, you know, just just ends up on another team in a few years. When you said Mariota's uh, a career path wanted like what he's just gonna spontaneously start being terrible. <laughs> Those are injuries, man. Okay, next up, New England Patriots quarterback fill in the blank man. <laughs> well, this one's easy, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be hard pressed to find a group where we have to name multiple quarterbacks, or we don't know the answer immediately. Where it's not going to be Tannehill. I'll say if <laughs> I mean it's either Stidham or Hoyer. It's, it's going to be Stidham. If, if Belichick makes Stidham look good, then just I don't know, man. I, crown I'll him. be crown him everything. Yeah. You yeah, cool. See, I keep trying to think back because I watched him for an entire preseason game last year and for two days of practice, and I don't remember really anything about him i remember more about brian hoyer he was, he was all right at auburn he actually showed a little bit of promise but they didn't let him throw the ball a lot because that's just the offense that they run um they just kept giving it to uh but I, what, what i do remember from his rookie year is that um he, he came in in relief because they were up by a ton of points and he threw a pick six and then he got benched so <laughs> If it's going to go like that, this might be a year to forget for the Patriots. Uh, the next one, I think, is equally as easy, but for different reasons. Seattle Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson. Yeah, Russ. Obviously. Russ is better than Tannehill. Okay, next up. Uh, this one seems pretty simple to me. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders quarterback Derek. Mariota. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Definitely better than Mariota because he beat him out, and definitely better, better I mean, than Derek better Carr, than Carr as too. well. Although Carr wasn't terrible last year, I thought he looked okay uh, under Gruden, uh, a little bit better than the year before. But he's still so reluctant to actually take chances that it's really annoying. Yeah, I mean, I think I think uh, Mariota's better uh, than Tannehill, but. <laughs> uh, well, I'll have to see him prove it, but I guess I'll go better than for Tannehill. You know, I would love to see an offense like with Mariota for half of the season and then with Tannehill for the other half of the season just to see what the difference is like. Yeah, I, I mean, think that would be interesting. We saw that last year, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. I, I, mean, I know, I'm that joking. That was after he was banged up with a mysterious preseason injury, but I don't know, conspiracy theories later. <laughs> Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers is better than Brian Tannehill. Okay. Um, so, we do need to talk about this. No, it's I mean, Aaron I Rodgers! You, but, like, Brett Favre is Favre, but he's also retired and at home. Like, it, They went 13-3 and three I'm, last I'm gonna year. I'm going to remind you this when we talk about Tom Brady, just, just so you know. Six but, 
not like he did much. I don't know. I, I mean, Matisse, what do you think? He he went thirteen and three with Matt Lafleur. Yeah, well, that's play. yeah, that might be the with him checking out of plays. I'm gonna say Rodgers is still better than Tannehill, but after this year, that could completely change because Rodgers over the last couple of years has kind of underwhelmed me. Uh, he still has great arm talent. He's still very mobile, really good on the run. Um, but he just gets really lazy with his mechanics, it seems, and he doesn't really have the arm strength to pull that off uh, anymore at times. I just can't believe we're sitting here having a discussion over whether Aaron Rodgers is better than Brian Tannehill. Like, I can't even believe Will was This hesitant. is a, you know, what have you done for me lately, League? Yeah, like... The, this this is the, like the question we have with the whole ranking system is is this a lifetime achievement award or is this sure. you would rather have for next year or is it you know it's like he's a guy who's banged up a lot I mean and he you know they don't give him wide receivers they don't give him weapons and stuff like that's that's true but at the same time that used to not be as big of a deal and it becomes a bigger and bigger deal every year so it's like it's it's not it's kind of like the same thing that happened to Tom Brady. Like you know, people didn't have to make excuses for these guys four or five years ago. Now, it, you know, is last year's version of Aaron Rodgers better than the career average of Brian Tannehill? Sure, but I mean, you know, if we're going at their best last year versus this, I mean, I mean Tannehill's best last season was better than Rodgers' best, but. I, I will defer and say that, you know, I, I I will admit that Aaron Rodgers is better than Tannehill on paper, and it's a safer bet he'll be better. But it is it is one of the more questionable ones I have on the list. So I think we have two easy ones coming up, and then a, and then a couple that will bear discussion. Uh, we're going to do the two easy ones, and then and then we're, then we'll take an ad break. Easy one number one is uh, the 49ers and Garoppolo. I think Tannehill's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Always has been. I mean, not just yes. this past season. San Francisco would have won the Super Bowl with Tannehill last year. Oh, yeah, that is true. Yes. Okay. So San Francisco goes in the less than column. And then uh, Daniel Jones <laughs> of the New York Giants, I believe, also. Did y'all see that? Uh, I can't remember who, if it was the NFL or someone tweeted it out. It was like, look at all these dimes, dimes. Daniel Danny Jones dimes, yeah. threw this uh, year. Danny Dimes. There were some impressive throws, I will say. But they, and someone commented, they were like, now show yeah, the fumble from say, like, he, he like, oh, yeah, he's terrible. Like, go ahead and give me Tannehill. Yes, easy. Uh, Okay, we're going to take an ad break. When we get back, a a team that I think... I think y'all are going to balk on this. I think it's at least worth a discussion. Uh, Will is definitely going to disagree with me on this one, so I can't wait. Um, We'll we'll talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers when we get back. Okay, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Ben Roethlisberger. I'm going to say... I'm gonna say better you don't than. Even want to say it? You don't even want to say it. Like, <laughs> that's the thing is like, you, like even you don't want to say it because you know that we're gonna I talk about it. And I you're cannot gonna be convince myself to sit here and say that Ryan Tannehill is better than Ben Roethlisberger. 
when you the can't. last we saw of Ben Roethlisberger, he was fine. No, he wasn't. He was not fine. It was purely volume-based. And he had Antonio Brown, and he had Juju Smith-Schuster. And he went 9-6. Big Ben is it's not good. He's not good anymore. I'm sorry. And I'd rather have Ryan Tannehill. Oh, man. So, I mean, I, uh, I'm not even in as good as territory. I think Big Ben's better than Tannehill. I mean... I think you're blinded by the numbers. I really yeah, I, and so, I I'm not looking at any numbers. I, I don't. I don't pay attention to numbers most of the time. I'm just uh, saying. Yeah, you know, maybe not. Okay, here's. I will say this. If you asked me, would you rather have Ryan Tannehill or Ben Roethlisberger as your quarterback for this season? I would say Ryan Tannehill, but it's because of the age, and I don't know what I'm going to get out of Big Ben. But it's not because of like who's better. You know, I. I do you know who uh, led the league in interceptions the last time Ben Roethlisberger played? <laughs> ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> Surprisingly enough, it was Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> uh, uh, do you know who led the league in touchdowns the last time Ben Roethlisberger played? Oh, uh, that would have been that would have been Pat Mahomes or Tom Brady, one of the two. Uh, it was Patrick Mahomes by he had fifty touchdowns and Roethlisberger had thirty four. So, you know, a 16-touchdown difference. So all I'm saying is... We're not is, talking about Pat Mahomes. We're talking about Ryan no, Tannehill. What I'm, what I'm telling you is <laughs> it, that despite throwing more passes than anybody in the league by, like, a two-game margin, he had 675 attempts. Uh, he didn't lead the league in touchdowns. He did lead the league in interceptions. And, I mean, he really wasn't even close... Like, he he is not as efficient as you think, and he makes worse decisions than you think. Uh, and also, he, this was this was when he had elite talent. Like the last time he played, he had you know an offensive line that was still in form. He had Antonio Brown as a wide receiver. I mean, like I, I don't know that he's going to be bad when he comes back, but I'm certainly not ready to commit to the idea that he's going to be good. Who would you rather have this season? Philip Rivers or Ben Roethlisberger? Because for me, it's easy Roethlisberger. Yeah, yeah that's well, okay. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's tr- that. I'll take that. Yeah, but okay. I, we'll find out if I, if I would like either <laughs> later. But I, I'm gonna say Tanny. I'm gonna say Tanny. The way I'm making this list, if, if if two people vote for one, then that's the list that he that 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 quarterback goes into. And so y'all have outvoted me on this. I just I don't know. I mean, Ooh, I, I, democracy. I think I just can't get over the persona, like the fact that we're sitting here saying Ryan Tannehill is better than a Hall of Fame quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger. I know he's regressed, and, and we went over that, but I, I think the stigma, honestly, is part part of why I'm having trouble grasping this. The next one I think bears a discussion, too, um, but uh, the Minnesota Vikings and Kirk Cousins. I would take Tannehill. Probably. Or maybe they're just as good. I don't know. What do you think? I This is tough. I think they're, I think they're very similar, honestly. Um, but I'd take Tannehill over Cousins just because I feel like Cousins makes too many dumb decisions um, that kind of end up hurting his team. Or he has games where he just can't uh, escape pressure. And, I, you, know, and you know, now that I think about you know, it. Matias, I remember nothing about them in the playoffs last year, other than the Kyle Rudolph non-pass interference call. They won a game, right? They beat the Saints. 
Yeah. Or am I crazy? Their, their, defense, right. their defensive line was outstanding, and Dalvin Cook's great. Yes. Like the the what I remember about Kirk Cousins from from last year was he was a guy who until Dalvin until they figured out how to get Dalvin Cook going, he was not a factor. Like they were scoring like six points a game against the Falcons or something. I mean, like they they were doing very bad things offensively. So. And I think about Tannehill playing against the Saints without Derrick Henry, and he still managed to make that offense work with A.J. Brown being locked up pretty tight by Lattimore. So just in the last year, I I just lean towards Tannehill, even though I do like Kirk Cousins. I'm going to agree. I think you're right, Will. You you persuaded me on that one because, I mean, if the question is who would I rather have, I think I would probably rather have Tannehill. Because I just think Kirk Cousins is, and Mariota had this too, this sort of like he makes you want to pull your hair out sometimes. Mm-hmm. And even at Tannehill's worst, it's just kind of like, eh, you get him next time, champ. But with Kirk Cousins, it's like, what in the world did you even see there, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think if a guy's wide open, he's a great quarterback to have. I think if – he has to make contested catches or really like rely on his gut to do something. He's probably not the guy for you. This next one's pretty darn easy. Chicago Bears, Nick <laughs> Foles slash Mitchell Trubisky, both of whom stink. Yeah, Tannehill. Couldn't say it better myself, yes. So Minnesota and Chicago both go in the less than Ryan Tannehill column. Up next. Denver Broncos and former future Titans quarterback Lock. <laughs> I mean, Tannehill. obviously Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. yeah. Without a doubt. I, I I remember, and I've told this story. Standing in front of that stage, watching Goodell deliver the pick that was ultimately Jeffrey Simmons, and I'm just sitting there thinking, he's going to say Drew Lock, isn't he? He's going to say Drew Lock, isn't he? Because I, mean, I, I had been convinced by the end of that day that, that it was going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, that's the moment I had with Isaiah Wilson this year. <laughs> and it happened. <laughs> and it happened. Oh, man. Cleveland Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield, I would much rather have Ryan Tannehill. Oh, my than. God. Not even yeah. close. Baker yeah. was horrendous last year. Baker is like a, a bad version of what we saw from Tannehill in Miami. <laughs> We're nearing the halfway point, and there are only two quarterbacks better than Ryan Tannehill in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. But we haven't gotten to the best yeah. quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, Miami Dolphins quarterback Tua Tungle-Vi Fitzpatrick. Tannehill. It's Tua. Oh, yeah, sorry, Tannehill. (laughs) Yeah. For now. Um, For now. Just because, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think Tua could be Drew Brees, but we'll see. Not wearing number one, though. That looks ridiculous. Yeah, it's a tough look. I mean, obviously you can't wear 13 because of Dan Marino, but, like, how about 10? (laughs) Or 15? Or four, yeah. Or three. Anything but one. You didn't like one? Yeah, it's a pretty bad number. I think it worked for Cam Newton <laughs> because Cam Newton, it was like I'm number one almost, and his personality fits that. Not yeah. the Jesus, you know. Plus, oh no, never mind. I thought uh, I had to look this up. I thought Ray Finkel from Ace Ventura was number one, but he was number five. Take it back. Take it back. Very easy. Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, obviously better than Tannehill. Washington Tannehill Redskins quarterback. Dwayne Haskins or Alex Smith, maybe? I don't know. I haven't. I need to watch no, that E60. Haskins. I taped it on DVR. 
It's yeah, great. I guess you can't really. That was a boomer moment for me. You don't tape stuff anymore. You you record. <laughs> you put it on your VHS. Isn't yeah. his leg this like mangled? I, why? I don't want to talk about it. It's very gruesome. Everybody should upsetting. go watch it and not talk about it as well because it's tough. Yeah. But okay. the answer is obviously Tannehill here. By the way, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Thomas Edward Brady the third. Um, I'm going to say Tom Brady. And I know y'all are going to disagree, but I'm going to pound the table and say that, yes, Tom Brady is better than Ryan Tannehill. And before you tell me Tom Brady sucked last year, here's the thing. Tom Brady's production. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Tom Brady, I'm not talking, when I say production, I mean numbers. I mean, like, efficiency. Tom Brady's efficiency as a quarterback last season in 2019 was greatly hindered by his receivers. Because I went back and I watched that hideous loss they had to the the Bills. Brady still has arm strength. He was firing it in there. The problem was, every time he threw, there would be three people around the ball, because he had all these little slow dudes that couldn't get open. And so, I think that I would rather have, in, in the Bruce Arians offense, easy give me Tom Brady for one year, over Ryan Tannehill for one year. Like, that's not even close for me. So I've made my case. Now you may tear me to shreds. Well, it feels like you're going to get overruled here because... (laughs) Don't worry, you are. Um, (laughs) I was saying Ryan Tannehill's better than Tom Brady. You've got to stop talking about these people and using their names like it makes them better last year. It's wild. It's a fair point, the receiver thing with with Brady they weren't great last year but he still had Edelman he still had James White who's probably the best receiving running back in the NFL uh the have you seen Deion Lewis play yeah that's what I'm saying like it's not like Tannehill was playing with an all-star cast AJ Brown was fantastic but he also had Muhammad Sanu but whatever like it works fine in Atlanta before they trade him yeah yeah, and Nikhil Harry, who was actually a really good prospect, although maybe he wasn't great. But it's not like Tannehill was throwing to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Cameron Braden and O.J. Howard. He was throwing to Deion Lewis. He was throwing to A.J. Brown, Just, who's great. Okay. Corey Davis, who's, you know, he's Corey Davis. He's solid, but he's nothing special. John, who's oh, was good, but he really didn't, you know, didn't get that many catches. So I don't know. I, I would rather have Tannehill for this year than Tom Brady. That's my Answer this question for me. If you were, let's say Bruce Arians gets fired and they hire you, and they're like, Bruce, if you want, you can have Ryan Tannehill instead of Tom Brady for this year only. But they're both going to die after this year, so age doesn't matter. <laughs> I'd say, cool, You're going to pick Ryan Tannehill? Yeah. Yes. Like, I don't pick the worst guy just because they're both going to die later. Like, it, uh, let, me, let me put it this way. Uh, his Tom Brady's best friend and the coach he's played for for 20 years both decided they didn't want him as their quarterback. So what? Who? Belichick? So, yeah, oh, Vrabel, and, and Vrabel, Vrabel, okay. yeah, both decided they did not want him as their quarterback next year. It feels like that tells us a lot. So the the two people in the position to make that decision that know him best chose to pass. So. I'm just going to defer to them and also to what I thought was a clear decline in just overall talent last year. 
You want to, if you want, I'll say equal to so we can make this a push if it'll make you feel any better. If you want, I can create a fourth category that's even stronger. That says my best friend and, and <laughs> lifelong colleague both declined to pick me up. Well, so, well, I mean, we're still, there are three quarterbacks in the NFL better than Ryan Tannehill. I think, I think we're getting eerily close to Homer territory with this. I think, I think that'll solve itself. I, I think we'll be okay. Okay. New York Jets, Sam Mononucleosis Darnold. Oh, my God. Okay, <laughs> Although, I don't know how Darnold is still 22 years old. It is absolutely baffling to me. Because when he <laughs> played for Adam Gaze, he regresses so hard. And he played for like so three years already? It's a, it's a Benjamin Button <laughs> disease. Yes, yeah, exactly. Um, um, can't heal, though. Okay, uh, New Orleans Saints... Please do not tell me that you're going to pick Tannehill no, no. over Drew Brees. No, of course not. Drew Brees, Drew Brees is good is at football. Yeah, like Drew Brees. <laughs> like you, you're acting like it's, we're saying guys, it's Drew Brees. <laughs> guys, it's the, yeah, it's, it's Drew Brees. Like it's, you just it's say, insert like, old guy who isn't good anymore. Yeah. Um, Baltimore Ravens MVP quarterback Lamar Jackson is better than Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. No. Yes, Lamar for sure. Yeah, he yeah he's a better offensive weapon. Another, <laughs> another, another big strong arm number seventeen quarterback, Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. The poorest um, fans, Lamar Jackson. I remember watching him when they played here uh, in twenty nineteen and being like, uh, "You know what? If they just ran that little play right there, he he might be okay." Because there's there was one play where he stepped into a throw and it looked pretty good. It was like a 15 yard pass, but nothing else that he did looked any good at all. No, he uh he's really fun to watch. I'll I'll give him that, but he is not a good quarterback. Yeah, he I he is really fun to watch. I, if you're just like I don't care about the result of this game. Yeah, like, I, I think, just I think you take I think you take Blake Bortles at his best. And Josh Allen is a notch above whatever that is, because like Blake Bortles at his best was okay. He wasn't good. He was yeah. a bit of a liability. I don't, I don't see Josh Allen as a liability, but I don't think you can do much with him either. If that makes sense. Yeah, he's probably going to end up capping your offensive ceiling. I think he's Tim Tebow with Blake Bortles' arm. <laughs> so do with that what you will. Wow. I can probably throw a football better than Tim Tebow can. Okay. <laughs> not, maybe not as hard. Not as hard. But yeah, like, not as aggressive. I can get a better spiral, probably. Um, Los Angeles Rams quarterback Jared Goff. Don't get me started, man. Don't get this me started. This dude is not good, man. It's Tannehill. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. I'm interested to see what you all say for this one. Uh, oh, and the next one. Uh, but this one is uh, Arizona Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray. Tannehill for me. Just yeah. Matias can talk. I love Kyler. I think he's actually going to have a pretty big season. But at this moment in time, it, it's Tannehill because I'm with you there. Kyler I just hasn't seen enough. enough. Yeah. yeah um, I mean, we saw Baker, by the way, uh, blow up in first year and then yeah. get Odell Beckham and do significantly worse. So it's like just because something works for you in year one, if you're still fundamentally on unsound on the offensive line and stuff, like even adding new Hopkins might not necessarily result in a better win-loss record or a better team, but eventually it will work out. But uh, I don't think he's – It will. 
It will because he's a, he doesn't have Freddie Kitchens uh, as his head coach. So he yeah, should be fine. that is true. <laughs> um, up next, and uh, uh, th- this is going to be a push for me as in turn, like he's equal to Tannehill, is uh, Matthew Stafford of the Detroit Lions. Yeah, it's a push for me. Also, I'm there. I, I'm right there with you. Like he is the like he's the quarterback nobody talks about, but who's got to be in your top ten discussion. Yeah, he, he was really good last year before he got injured. Mm, yep, he's a good quarterback. Of, he's always he always has terrible offensive coordinators and terrible talent around him. I mean, I remember one game. The game I always go back to. I can't remember if this was a Thanksgiving game or a Saturday game. I just remember it was like an unconventional day for football, and. The, the Jim Nance and Tony Romo, or, or maybe it was Phil Sims back then, was like, yeah, you know, we talked to a guy all week, and he says he wants to run the ball more today, and, and they got to establish one. So what do they do? They line up in pistol one back and just ram poor Theo Riddick into the right guard's rear end over and over again. I'm like, that's not running the football. That's just a charade. Like, And Matthew Stafford has had to put up with nonsense like that every game for his career. Yep, love watching Detroit Lions football, baby. <laughs> Every Thanksgiving, once a year. Every Thanksgiving. <laughs> I mean, at least the Cowboys are good, you know. Um, They're definitely eight and eight. <laughs> P- Panthers quarterback Teddy Bridgewater. I take Tannehill here, pretty easily. Yeah, sure. Tannehill, Tannehill. Okay, he used, this this one I'm interested. In. Will you might you might falter on this one. Uh, Deshaun Watson. I would take Deshaun Watson over Ryan Tannehill. I'm taking Deshaun also. Will is not. I do not. I I will not. (laughs) I I, I, I will go to my grave thinking that his bad decisions and bad footwork is not good. It just so happens. I will say the the first time I watched that that guy play, I was like, he looks really weird when he throws the ball. I mean, every time, every time we have ever seen him in person, or like watched him play, his feet are always moving, but not in the way that like good quarterbacks <laughs> move. Like he just runs around, but because his offensive line has been so bad forever, he never takes any blame for it. And then on most occasions, the defensive lines in the backfield so quick that him moving around like a crazy person works out because he would have had to scramble for his life anyway. So like. I think he's fundamentally unsound. I think he's. I think it's very clear how limited he is when Will Fuller hadn't been on the field. Um, so, like, I think that'll only get worse with a significantly better wide receiver not on the team for him. Um, he walked into the NFL with, you know, a, a a stacked roster around him at the positions that mattered, and you know, just because Bill O'Brien has failed to build the talent around him doesn't doesn't mean that he's I, I i don't want to talk about this anymore we, we know we know my <laughs> yeah. stance on this this was a was, long long range yeah it's it's insane <laughs> to me but okay I, I will say I, I will never forget when uh there was like 10 seconds left and they had the ball at the titans 45 and needed a touchdown to win and it looked like he was gonna do a hail mary and then he just kind of ran around for a while and then he ran like five yards past the line and then ran back behind the line yes i remember and threw that. it over the middle of the field to hopkins mm-hmm. who was then immediately tackled yeah in in like a game over like it's like that was it the worst okay next up atlanta falcons quarterback matt ryan i'm picking matt ryan over ryan Tannehill. i 
I didn't think he was that good last year. I'm going to say I think they're equal. I'm going to say equal. Yeah, it <sighs> feels right here. Equal feels like equal? what? Equal? Do you, like, I mean, if you were to say Matt it's Ryan. It's Matt Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if you were to say, like, Matt Ryan and Matt Stafford, I I would say they're pretty equal. Like, so if I think he's equal to Stafford and I'm kind of on the fence here, I would say that they're equal now. Man, I just can't get past, like, like you know, the conversation, the question I keep bringing up, who would you rather have? Like, if I'm going in the playoffs and I got to win the game, I would way rather want and I'd way rather have Matt Ryan than Ryan Tannehill. I mean, it's Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> I'm going to make a super cut of every time you say. Do what? I don't know. Matt Ryan hasn't won a playoff game in three years. So. Yeah. Neither I mean, Ryan Tannehill like you know. before this year. Granted, Dan Quinn is their head coach, and you can't really hold that against him. But Tom Brady hadn't won it and won one in a year. But I mean, you know, <laughs> he also won the Super Bowl a year ago. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't think that was him. That, that hey, seems impossible. You, you notice we have not notice what none of us have said during this conversation. Oh, he's what? a winner. <laughs> I almost said it about Dak. Even though they didn't win anything, even though even though he's <laughs> even a though they eight, don't eight win, even though it's not true, it's like they're notorious for not being not being winners. Okay, um, Los Angeles Chargers quarterback Tarod Taylor slash Justin Herbert. Herbert, you know, obviously we know nothing about. Tarod <laughs> Taylor stinks, man. That dude is so overrated. Do y'all remember how bad the Browns were when he was a quarterback and then Baker Mayfield went in and it was all better? And y'all remember how handicapped the Bills were in the playoffs with him at quarterback because he can't throw more than 10 yards? I think we've had this discussion, and I've I've told you that I'm higher on Terod Taylor. Like, I think I think he is – I don't really think he's that much different than, like, Josh Allen. Hmm. I would take Josh Allen over him for sure. Yeah, but, I mean, definitely. I, I mean, I might, but it wouldn't be by a wide margin. But obviously, I, can't I just think he's it. so. I think he's fast, Matt Castle. I think he's limit, very, very limited in terms of what he can do in the pocket. Well, yeah, that's. And true. he's not that dynamic with his legs. I mean, it's not like we're talking about. I mean. You know, yeah, like, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think calling anybody any version of Matt Castle is just automatically disrespectful. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not like this guy's Colin Kaepernick with his legs. Like, he's just he's no, a little not, fast. The, the scale is very wide between Matt Castle and Colin Kaepernick. Like, yeah. there are other people who have legs in the in, in the football league. So, I, I, I don't know. Like, I think he's good enough to get you to 6-10, and 10, which is the worst-case scenario as a quarterback. <laughs> He's good enough to get you to six and ten. I well, think that says it did, all, right there. Yeah, he did lead the Bills to a ten and six record one time, but whatever. Okay, sorry, I've, I'm behind on on uh, keeping my list. So L A C. Okay, all right. Next up, <laughs> Philip Rivers, uh, Tannehill. Tannehill, but it's Philip Rivers, Luke. 
But Luke, it's Philip. That Rivers. is that is what has happened. It is Philip Rivers. You are right. Yeah, it's yeah, it's also Tannehill. Like, okay, think how bad Rivers was last year? Unbelievable. Jacksonville well, Jaguars quarterback Garner Minshew. Insane. I kind of like Minshew. I'm not going to say have I, to, but have I, I told the like story him. on here of when I went on the uh, uh, Jaguars fan subreddit? I think so. <laughs> I'm not sure. It may just be something we've talked about in the DMs. Well, so I'll, I'll share the story. So I, it was right before the draft because I was thinking, like, man, if two is there, I don't see how the Jags could pass on him. And so I'm like, well, I wonder what Jags fans feel about Garner Minshew. So I'm like, I'll go to Jaguar subreddit. So I get on Jaguar subreddit and I post, uh, I said, hey, everyone, I'm Luke Worsham. I cover the Titans in Nashville do a podcast, uh, wanting to get a gauge on how you all feel about Garner Minshew. Is he a legitimate franchise quarterback or just someone that's been pumped up because he has a funny-looking mustache? I have my opinion, but I want to hear yours. And um, these are some of the responses. Uh, F the tits, being short for Titans. Um, Minshew is my MF quarterback, all caps. Um... This was my favorite one. Um, imagine waking up to find yourself in a storage room full of freshly made mayonnaise and a spoon in your hand. That's the excitement level we feel about Minshew. Hi, hi, hi. I did Duval County, man. What can you say? F you and the tax. Uh, uh, you're a Titoons man. I did misspell gauge. I, I, t- I do take guilt for that. Um, I spelled it like a tire pressure gauge instead of like gauging an opinion. I mean, you're, like, it's all bad. Like, it, you cannot engage with those people. But, like, the, this person that called me a Titoons man then said, as for my impression of Minshew, I am allowing myself to be excited without necessarily being all aboard. And then he says... As a leader and a football character, I love the guy so, so much. Okay, at L underscore Pobster on Reddit, why don't you go to the courthouse and marry the guy already? Goodness gracious. Um, I don't understand. They're delusional, man. Like, I mean, at what point in the season was this? This was uh, a month ago. This was right over the draft. This was a month ago. Yes. Oh, I thought you did this a while ago. No, I did this a month ago, right before the draft. Got you. Okay, yeah. Then they're fools, but we'll do that. <laughs> Last one. Maybe worth the discussion? Joe Burrow? No, it's not worth the discussion. It's because he's gonna, a rookie. Yeah. Even a push? He, no, he's he's got unlimited potential right now. It's not it's not fair to assume that he'll have a season that matches one of the most productive, like yeah. efficient like okay. he, he's got to be below. So, here's where we're at after finishing this. Of the 31 teams we looked at, because obviously the Titans being number 32, we said that 21 teams have a quarterback that is not as good as Ryan Tannehill. We said that six teams have a quarterback that is better than Ryan Tannehill, that being, as a recap, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Drew Brees, uh, uh, Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson. And then we said four quarterbacks are a push. 
those being Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz, Matthew Stafford, and Matt Ryan. So, worst case scenario, based on our rankings, Ryan Tannehill is the 11th best quarterback in the NFL. I think that's right. right. I yeah, think we nailed it. Yeah, I th- this is the first time we've done this where I'm like, yeah, that's a, like, th- let me read it to you like a different way. It's like, you're saying that Ryan Tannehill is not a top five quarterback, but he's somewhere after that from the tier of seven to 11th best quarterback, not really including any r- rookies who might break out. Like that, because that's really what the list is, is he is a very clear above average guy. But you have to also remember that there's not 32 quarterbacks who should be on a team. Like Gardner Minshew should not be starting. So it's like, you can say that he's in the upper half of starting caliber quarterbacks in the NFL. And really you're only talking about 24, 25 guys. So, I mean, I, I'm perfectly comfortable with that. Quick question. Quick question. Uh, any chance y'all would reconsider Tom Brady is even being a push? Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah. Cause like looking at this, Tom Brady is not the 12th best quarterback in the NFL. He was yeah, like, there's a great chance that he is Peyton Manning within the 12th best quarterback when he led the Broncos to the championship. But dude, he was like bottom five. That yeah, year. that's what I'm saying. Like, but the year before he threw for 5,000 yards, didn't he? Yeah, he or, yeah. yeah so like so it's like, I mean, there, there's no, I mean, when you're old, you're. Y'all would rather have Carson Wentz than Tom Brady. Tom Brady is I not would. good. That like. That that's that like that's the logical fallacy. But will he's Tom Brady? Yeah, if he comes out and he has a huge season, then man, we are gonna really eat it for this. Oh, I can't I wait. To... I, I'm gonna save this audio on my desktop, and after he wins Sa- the save... Super Bowl with Bruce Arians, I'm pulling it back out. Save it because this this is exactly what I think happens. That happens. I think uh, I think <laughs> they're gonna go like four and zero or three and one, and then Brady's arm is gonna be completely shot. That offense is entirely based on vertical threats with Mike Evans winning deep and God went like that. That's just how they're structured is attacking vertically. It's how Bruce Arians has done things forever. They're in an outdoor stadium in a place where it gets a lot of rain. Like, I, I mean, I, th- I think it's a nightmare scenario when it starts to get cold. Like, I mean, I, I think they're done. Like, not that he can't play in the cold, but that 44 or 43 year old Tom Brady can't play in the cold. I don't know, man. I mean, I, I, that, that's that's the one of these. I mean, I can see the Roethlisberger, and I knew y'all would disagree on that. But that that, that the Brady thing is the one that I, I think we're going to have to agree to disagree on that. And obviously, we'll see what happens. Um, so Tannehill, as, again, worst case scenario, 11th best quarterback in the NFL. Is that I can't. I can't get past in my head... The question of was last year a mirage? Like, where did that come from? Okay, but and let me ask he, you and this. It, and it, but, but, but if he's that good, why didn't we? I mean, we didn't. I mean, in Miami, you know, I liked Tannehill in Miami, but like, I don't know. Here's the thing we, we talk about regression is coming, right? But if regression hits, he's still going to be one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. If we're going by adjusted yards per attempt, yards per attempt, which is adjusted yards per attempt, which is usually like a good barometer of who the better quarterbacks are in the NFL, 
he was literally number one. So if he regresses to number eight, let's say, then that's normal. It's what we're expecting, and it's exactly where we have him ranked. So yeah, yeah, that's, what I was, that, that's exactly what I was going to say. Because I was going to say, like, where would you rank him last year, Luke? Tom Brady or Tannehill? no Tannehill. Um, just last you mean year. In, like in terms of NFL quarterbacks and their production last season, probably sixth. I mean, I, I'm just talking about like what you saw him do on the field, like that you you would rank him sixth best. I mean, if last season is what you get from Ryan Tannehill, yes, I would put him below only Jackson, Breeze, Mahomes, Rodgers, and Wilson. Yeah, and but I, I don't mean, think that's what you get. And, and you know, the more no, we talk but... about it, maybe eleventh is what you get. I mean, I, I could see him. I I think he is closer to Carson Wentz than he is to Matt Ryan, closer to Dak Prescott than he is to Matt Ryan. But I think he's better than those two. I think we have. Uh, well, I think we we think differently about these quarterbacks because I think Dak is better than Matt Ryan right now. In this moment, in time. all right. Let's do it again. Let's let's rank every <laughs> quarterback against every quarterback, and we'll do this. Now, instead, have to make six hours. Instead, we're going to close out the show with our "Stop the Nonsense" segment. If you like "Stop the Nonsense," you can get a T-shirt that says "Stop the Nonsense" and has our logo on it. It's very comfortable. It's a soft T-shirt. You can get those for fifteen percent off for the next few days at shop.spreadshirt.com/slash/no-nonsense-pod. So, guys, we agreed uh, for this Stop the Nonsense. That we've done this a time or two before where something either irritated us so much. I think this case just kind of irritated us. Uh, that, that we're doing a group Stop the Nonsense where we are going to rail on one single thing uh, for this segment. And that thing is John <laughs> Ledyard. Led- <laughs> Not Joe Ledyard. We talked a lot about that before the show. Yeah. Um, Joe, John, Le- <laughs> what's your Oh my God. Oh man, missed it. <laughs> it's John Ledyard. So, okay. Uh, John Ledyard did a, uh, uh, NFL top 100 list of like, these are who I, th- it was a group project. Wasn't there someone else involved in this? Yeah, there's like yeah, six, there's several people involved, but he's the well, one. Well, is Matt Miller one of them? No, Kirk no. Morrison is one of them. Former former players. So that's kind of cool. I guess. Anyway, these people come up with a list of the top 100 players in the NFL. I think two Titans made the list: Kevin Byard and Roger Saffold. Am I missing someone? No, correct. 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 Do what? Correct. You're right. Okay, uh, I mean, let's just talk about this, because it's one thing to sit around and be like, oh, Derrick Henry should be on that list, and I think, you know, Rashawn Evans or whoever, but but it's another then to look at the players who did make the list and be like, wait, how is, uh, uh, who is one of the guys that made it over Lawan at left tackle? Collins, Lyle Collins. Lyle, yeah, how is Lyle Collins in ahead of Taylor Lewan. How is... I don't think Nick Chubb should be in over Derrick Henry. And, like... I'm talking too much. Someone else help me. I'm just kind of stumbling over my words at this point. Yeah, let me let me, let me me talk about that kind of where you're discussing at offensive tackle. So, 
the the problem I and, and I'll just say this is a sweeping statement, but the list doesn't really make sense because there's some Correct. players there's some players who are on here for lifetime achievement awards like Trent Williams. Trent it's Williams Trent has, Williams, guys. Yeah, he yeah, it's Trent Williams, guys. I mean, he's not played a full season since 2013. Like it, that's a very long time. Like, and he's a guy who he's always going to be a pro bowler by name and he's not a bad player, but he didn't play at all last year. He's going to be 32 years old this year. Like you, you're putting a guy in based off, not something he's done this year and not even with something he did the year before or the year before, because he missed nine games combined between those two seasons. Like you're projecting a 28 year old at best Trent Williams. And that, that just isn't fair to people who've been in the league like Lawan and like Conklin who are just much better at their jobs and who are probably going to be much better at their jobs. Um, but this, at the same time, you have this weird dichotomy because you get somebody like Derwin James. Like Derwin James is very good at the unique things that he's asked to do because he's used more as a front seven like blitzing type player, just kind of a heat-seeking missile rather than a true quote-unquote safety. And so, like, I don't have any problem with him being on this list if you're just talking about, like, who do we think are going to be the guys who take a step forward and who develop. But, again, it can't be both. Like, you can't be talking about guys who you've got low expectations for next year and guys that you think haven't proved it yet but who might next year. Like, that that just that doesn't coalesce to me. Yeah, I'm— I'm a little confused about whether they're going about this from like how they're going to, you know, they're projecting what they're going to do this year or whether they're basing it off, off last year. I don't think it's off last year because like Alvin Kamara should not be on the top 100 players list. Like Derrick Henry was infinitely better than him last year. And so were other, so so were other running backs. I don't, I don't know how Henry doesn't make the list to be honest. Like I, we have talked about it at length. Ad, ad nauseum, honestly, about his receiving ability and how we wish he was a better receiver. But his rushing production outweighs all of that, and he's absolutely one of the top 100 players in the NFL. If not, we wouldn't have made the AFC Championship last year. So yeah, that, uh, that bothered me. Another, another thing I just saw, like, just sorry to jump in, but another thing I just saw is uh, Rob Gronkowski's on this list. No, he's not. Oh, my yeah. God! Yeah, like he didn't play. Like he retired last year, and he was <laughs> also very bad the year before. Like, I mean, uh, it, I, I don't know. I can see an argument for Gronkowski. We have no in, idea in what he's going to be. Way? What do you mean? He was wrestling a month ago. He, he was in the WWE. Like, <laughs> he was good, wasn't he? Yeah, he's he been smoking weed this champion. whole time. Will, it's Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> yeah, I swear. Like, but see, like that's the kind of like rationale that i just expect from this like that that is what this list is is it's like well this guy's got a big name value and it's like okay like that's cool but like gawkway not on this list and gawkway's not on this list no no you know the henry uh, thing uh, is, is like dead. it's yeah. like uh you know a journalist writes this great story about uh yeah, the, the shooting in, in Minnesota this weekend. You know, a journalist goes down there and, and, and covers the protests and everything and writes a great story. And then the Pulitzer board is ready to give them the Pulitzer Prize. And he's like, oh, I would give you the Pulitzer Prize, but 
you're not a very you don't you're not very good on Twitter. Yeah, you're not really a complete journalist. Yeah, it's reputation. It's like, but versus... you wrote a great story, so you deserve the honor. I mean, like I have another. I, just... I have another gripe. It's the receivers. I think Cortland Sutton is probably going to be a stud. Uh, Cortland Sutton's on that list. Tyler Lockett's on the, the Broncos, list too. Lockett, dude. Lockett was my <laughs> other like, one. Like, let's talk about Tyler Lockett. Well, Lockett yeah. actually has been pretty good over the last. Yeah. Uh, he's been incredibly efficient, but he's also playing with a top five quarterback in the league, and he's pretty much just Cortland compiling Sutton? staff at this point. I don't a think top... Cortland. Hey, I would have that. I would take AJ Brown over him in a heartbeat. Yeah, I don't know. Cortland I mean, he's pretty good. I think he's very good, but I'm not picking Tyler Lockett over Matt Stafford on this list. I'm not picking him over... I'm not even picking him over Kenny Galladay on this list. Galladay's a stud. He's had, like, two back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons, and he's been... He played with, like, David Blow at Bluff. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) The other guy? I don't... Oh, it was Driscoll and Driscoll last year, and he put up a 1,000-yard season, so I don't understand that. Well, it's like... And this list is is, is, is positionless. Like, you can... You can have, you know, you can have a hundred running backs on this list if you wanted, if they wanted to, and so like the fact that like you're saying Cortland Sutton makes it over Derrick Henry, that doesn't make any sense to me. It's weird. It's weird. And and didn't you? So and then he tweeted out like, here are the twenty players that were closest to making it, but didn't, and Henry wasn't even on that. Yeah. Neither was Lawan. Nor was Lawan. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, DJ Reader was. Yeah, the <laughs> DJ Reader. I don't know. It, I mean, it, it very much, and I think he actually got a comment on this, and it was like, somebody was like, you didn't get, uh, or it's like, you didn't put Henry or Lawan on there? And he was like, no, I didn't. Like, no, I, or like, and it's like, it was a very condescending comment, which I guess you're going to make if do. you have to. They write, they write something that's bad, and then when people critique them, they take this, like, moral high ground. Yeah, it, it's, it's, but I mean, like, I guess I like I don't really care like how like his like response was and it was negative everything. It's just like when when and I guess is what we should all take from this. But when you put a list out like this and you you make your list and all that kind of stuff and you stand by that and somebody brings you a a guy who's well well qualified and like you don't take time to explain. It's like well. I know Lawan's a three-time Pro Bowler, and he's one of the most athletic offensive tackles in the NFL. He's behind, you know, two of the best rushing games over the last four years. Like, I, I know all that, but he also this, or I prefer this. But you just like dismiss it and like talk about something else instead. It's like it just shows me that you didn't take this assignment or like take this task seriously. And so in response, I will also not take it seriously and assume that you didn't put any effort into it or you deferred that particular area to somebody else. Like that, that's just what I take from it. And that I think that's what everybody should do. Imagine thinking in the year 2019 that Marquise Pouncey is a better player than Taylor Luan. Like, what are you watching? You're not watching yeah. football. Or again, With Matias, it's it's Marquis Pouncey. <laughs> again, he stinks. Like, He's only getting by on name reputation, which is what happens every time with offensive line. But that's another discussion for another day. He's no Ali Marpet. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you know, I, I was thinking like, what if we made our own top one hundred list? But then I'm like, that is too much work. Wait, yeah, yeah. He, he said that it took them four hours, which. 
Uh, also, like take longer. I think. Yeah, like. I mean, I don't know. Like, it's I mean, what? I, like, I was thinking, like, what would my process be? And I would be like, okay, I would go through all thirty-two teams and list the players that, off the top of my head, from those teams would be good enough to make my list, and then like narrow from there. Yeah, I feel like if I, I feel like if I did that, I would end up with like fifty people. Yeah, if any, I guess you could cross-check with like production thresholds, maybe, um, and then I don't know. Look at the film if you really want to get into it, but Guys, that seems like too much don't work. Sauce here, we might do this one day. <laughs> it is hard um, to, you know, teams that you're not around every day, you're not studying all the time, to say, like, I don't know if. You know, the Minnesota Vikings left guard is any good, for example. But if you're He's taking not. up the He's task <laughs> if you're taking up the task of making a list like this, you're taking it upon yourself to know that. Yeah, it's it's like they they should have been expecting this backlash. I I think they were. Um, but I don't know. Everyone always thinks they're smarter than everyone else, but I can tell you if we made a list, Amari Cooper would not be on my top one hundred list. Really? No, I think he's very overrated. Hmm. I mean, I think he was not very good in Oakland, but he's been good in Dallas. Uh, I think that's it for us. Uh, this was a fun episode. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this one. Mm-hmm. So did I. I love these types. Um, we'll be back soon, maybe next week, uh, if we can conjure up something to talk about. But we will be back either next week or the one after that, thank you for listening. If you want a Titan or a no nonsense podcast, I'm a Titan sized podcast. <laughs> if you want, a, if you want a no nonsense podcast T-shirt, hoodie, or ball cap, you can go to uh, spread or excuse me shop.spreadshirt.com/slash no nonsense pod. Thank you for listening, everyone. From Tease and Will, I am Luke, reminding you and everyone else in the sports world to stop the nonsense. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.